Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 4, verses 14 through 23, called A Fragrant Aroma. If you go to 1 Corinthians, just a few pages back of living truth, I want to share something with you that we decided some years back. Because there's so much manipulation around the topic of giving, we have attempted as a leadership team at Living Truth, and you may not have known this, but I'm going to let you in on the secret, to distance ourselves as much as possible from that kind of stuff. And so what we've attempted to do is we only teach on giving when we're in a, uh, the topic of giving as we teach through the Bible. And it doesn't come up very often as you teach through the Bible. It's really just a handful of texts. So that's why you don't hear me talk about it much. We don't do special giving Sundays. We don't do Sundays where we take triple offerings or anything like that. Now the next offering is for the, you know, the, the sewing ministry or whatever. We don't do that, even though I know that would be... <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, you get the point. We've attempted to distance ourselves from that stuff because we don't want to stumble anybody. Now, take a look at 1 Corinthians 9. This is what Paul said. He was applauding the Philippian church, but he had some issues with the Corinthian church. Notice, 1 Corinthians 9, 11 says, If we sowed spiritual things in you, is it too much that we should reap material things from you? 1 Corinthians 9, 12. If others share the right over you, do we not more? Nevertheless, we did not use this right, but we endure all things that we may cause no hindrance to the gospel of Christ. Do you not know that those who perform sacred services eat the food of the temple? We're going to go to an Old Testament text which has a lot to do with this in a moment. Those who attend regularly to the altar have their share with the altar. So also the Lord directed those who proclaim the gospel to get their living from the gospel. But, says Paul, I have used none of these things, and I'm not writing these things that it may be done so in my case. For it would be better for me to die than have any man make my boast an empty one. For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of, for I'm under compulsion. For woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. Now Paul said, when I went into Corinth, since I knew that there were philosophers in the first century who went into cities like Corinth and peddled their philosophies for money, I decided not to use my right, though it was my right to make the li- my living from the, 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 the resources of God's people for the gospel. I chose not to do that because I did not want anyone to be stumbled or to have money be a hindrance to the gospel. And you have to stand back and applaud Paul for that. And Paul made tents. He was a tent maker by trade. But here's the reality of what happened. Paul had to spend extra time making tents and took it away from the gospel time because he didn't want to stumble anybody. And you can see that it is important that one can give themselves fully to the work of the ministry. This is something I've had the privilege of doing since the year 2000. I was ordained in 1995. I came out of the business world. And so I was in really corporate America for uh, many years And I became the senior pastor of this church 
And we've changed names and locations since, but they made me the senior pastor in 1998. Uh, so we had a, a really young family. We were struggling financially. And I was preaching at the church, senior pastor of the church, and working a full-time job. And I will tell you that I think there's even some benefit in that. I think there's benefit in that it will kind of make you ask some questions about your motivation. Uh, just to give you an idea of what I was making, they would pay me $200 a Sunday to preach. That was the income I was getting from the church. And even way back in the late 90s, that wasn't a whole lot of money. If you quickly calculate, it was about $800 a month. But the church grew slowly, and eventually they were able to put me on full-time. And this is my 22nd year. And I will say this. I am so grateful to the people of God, and I want to say thank you to you guys, because you have allowed me and the rest of this staff to focus on the gospel. And I spend my week in preparation and prayer. I, we have a, a radio ministry that's going all around the world. We're supporting multiple missionaries. This church, you have done well in partnering in the gospel. And I think that's something that we need to say more often from pulpits. Thank you. Thank you. Because you've given sacrificially to the cause of Christ. And we can do what we do because you give. And I know you give it to the Lord, but you get the idea. When my wife and I were first believers and we were trying to navigate the things of the Christian life, we kind of joked back and forth. We thought maybe there was a secret government fund that was funding the church. And all God's people said, no way. (laughs) Anything we do is from what you give. We have no secret government fund. No rich aunt or uncle, no Mrs. Bertha somewhere who gave us a ton of money. We are supporting and sharing in the ministry together. We have a partnership in the most important things in all the world. And when Paul opens the letter, if you flip back to Philippians for a moment, he says these words in chapter 1 to the Philippian church. This was their heart from the very beginning, and you, you Some of what you're hearing here, they're a very young church, but they seem to have gotten this idea very young in their journey. He says these words about them. This is Philippians 1.3. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always offering prayer with joy in my every prayer for y'all, which means Paul was from the south. In view, Philippians 1.5, of your participation That is a joint partnership or fellowship. What was it in? In the gospel. From the first day until now. This church from the first day was on board in supporting Paul. And it was something like this. They said, Paul, you came into the Philippian region, into Philippi, and you preached and our lives have been changed forever. And we want you to go to the next town and do the same thing. And in order for us to put feet to our faith, we're going to give you, we're going to try to take care of your needs, to free you up, to preach to others. We want everybody to hear this life-saving message. And I think giving does reveal the priorities of our heart. And I'm not talking just about monetary stuff. I'm talking about time. I'm talking about spiritual gifts. I'm talking about uh, your, your uh, resources, etc. And so this church, Philippians 4.14, just to bring it home one more time, 
did well in sharing with Paul in his affliction. He says, well done. I applaud you. And then he says in verse 15, for you yourselves know, also know Philippians 4.15, that at the first preaching of the gospel, after I departed from Macedonia, that's the area where Philippi was, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving. These are commercial terms from kind of the business world, commercial language, transactions on a ledger, if you will. No one, no church shared with me in giving and receiving, but you alone or you only. You were the only church who supplied my need. Now, can you imagine that? But I will tell you, having been in this position for a long time, and I know missionaries who are in the room and others who could bear witness to this, will tell you that missionaries rarely are fully funded in the Christian world. You know that? Most people who go on overseas missions do not have full funding from the people of God. And it, it really causes me to step back and ask some questions about our priorities. Or as an elder said, you know, he got up during the offering time and he addressed the congregation. He said, I have some good news and bad news this morning. The good news is that we have plenty of resources to take care of everything in our budget for the next 10 years. The bad news is it's still in your pockets. So, anyway. And all God's people said, yep. (laughs) So what we do with our resources is a window into our souls. It is a window into our priorities. And I will tell you that we grow in this. We certainly do grow. You know, uh, you become a Christian, you don't even, you, you don't understand a lot of things. So there's a process of maturation. It's like, you know, about what you should be doing and how do you prioritize such things, etc. But here's what Paul says in 2 Corinthians eleven eight 8 and 9 to the Corinthian church. He says, I robbed other churches, 2 Corinthians eleven eight 8 and 9, taking wages from them to serve you. And when I was present with you and was in need, I was not a burden to anyone, for when the brethren came from Macedonia, that's the area of Philippi, they fully supplied my need, and in everything, I kept myself from being a burden to you, and will continue to do so. Paul said to the Corinthian church, I robbed other churches to serve you. And God forbid that that would take place. But we do know that there's areas of the world where maybe the resources are not as great. And so oftentimes the American church has stepped into many gaps. And it's been a beautiful uh, honoring of the Lord. It's really shown in many ways our priorities. Paul's continuing to rejoice and commend the Philippians says this in verse 16. Even in Thessalonica... Now, some of you might remember that Acts 16 is the story of the planting of the Philippian church. Lydia, the servant girl, uh, the Philippian jailer, those stories are there. And then Paul and uh, Silas are forced to leave Philippi. They, They say, basically, get out of our town. And the very next town, Acts 17, was Thessalonica. And Paul says, even in Thessalonica, you sent a gift more than once for my needs. This church apparently had a regular attitude of giving to the Apostle Paul, and they sent gifts to Paul continuously. 
You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Hello, I'm Rob Newton, producer of Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance. Thank you to all our Walk in Truth partners for your financial support. We are over halfway through this year And you have raised over $30,000 to support our mission of being on the radio and podcast equipping people with God's truth. Now, we have more opportunities to broadcast Walk in Truth on more radio stations. That means we can serve more communities with Pastor Michael's unique way of teaching through the Bible. Radio is still strongly used by people all over the world. Not everyone gets to use podcasts and stream on their phone, but radio in a car or at home is still free for listeners. Most listeners who reach out to Walk in Truth are listening on the radio. Now our audience is growing, and so are the opportunities. We would love to expand the program, and we need your help to do it. It costs thousands of dollars for airtime, and we could use more Walk in Truth partners. Are you blessed by Pastor Michael's teachings? Are you learning? Are you being challenged? We hope to reach more people like you. Would you please consider becoming a $20 monthly Walk in Truth partner? We are looking for at least 200 more listeners to help continue our mission to equip the body of Christ. Right now, our church and current Walk in Truth partners help pay the bills, but we would like to become fully funded by listeners. This will make it so what we have from the church can be used for expansion. Please sign up to become a Walk in Truth partner on walkintruth.com and click donate. Or call 844-48-TRUTH. Again, become a $20 monthly partner by visiting walkintruth.com and click donate. Or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walk in Truth. Paul says, even in Thessalonica, you sent a gift more than once for my needs. This church apparently had a regular attitude of giving to the apostle Paul. And they sent gifts to Paul continuously. Not that I seek the gift itself, but I seek for the profit. If you have a New King James, it says the fruit, ESV, the same. I seek not the gift itself, just to clarify but for the profit or fruit which, is, which increases, this is a present participle signifying continual multiplication. And then he says, the profit to your account. Apparently, we have an account in heaven. And every time we do something for the kingdom of God, God has a record of it. And it continues to multiply. Now, many of you have 401ks in the room. And your company may have had some sort of profit sharing or something. And, and so it's good that you set up a 401k if you're just starting out in a company because you can put money tax deferred in there and it will build up and it's invested in stocks and stuff like that. And I've got one of those too. And I was feeling pretty good about it a while back. But, <laughs> but in the last six months to a year, however long, never mind. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to get political. Um, it, has, it has suffered. Let's just put it this way. And right now it's a number on paper. 
And if it's invested wisely, it will have a return for my wife and I, you know, in our golden years. But our true golden years are not going to be here. Our true golden years are way ahead of us. Amen? And the Bible talks about streets of gold and the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. And so, you know, there, the things on this earth, we can make all, you know, and we, and we should be wise. We, we can make all the plans that we want, but all we're going to truly send ahead is right here in an eternal account that God is keeping in heaven. And I wonder, and this is just for me, what mine looks like right now. I wonder how on that day when I stand before the one who gave himself for me, and came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And the one who reached down and saved me from my sin at the highest cost imaginable. I wonder what he will say about my investment in the kingdom of God. Because that's the only one I'm going to answer for. I wonder how my account's doing. Again, I want to reassure you, this is not just about monetary giving. I believe it's about sacrifice in all areas of life. But Paul talks about a prophet that continues to pay eternal dividends. And this is an orientation of our hearts and minds that must be considered. Spiritual fruit that is ahead of us. An investment in the things of the kingdom of God. Perhaps we will meet people in eternity who will say, it's because of something you did that I heard the gospel. And I believe that the Lord will even reward us for those things because he's so wonderfully gracious. He says in 1 Timothy 6, 17 through 19, instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. Instruct them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of that which is life indeed. That's First Timothy six, seventeen through 19. Jesus put it this way, Give and it will be given to you. Luke six thirty eight. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. They will pour into your lap. For by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. And so the picture painted by these accounting metaphors is of compound interest, says Peter T. O'Brien, that accumulates all the time until that last day. And it's a beautiful promise that God is going to honor what we gave for the gospel. And so Paul, now switching from commercial terms to sacrificial language from the Old Testament, says these words, I've received everything in full and have an abundance. I am amply supplied, verse 18, Philippians 4, having received from Epaphroditus what you have sent, And now he paints the picture of the gift, a fragrant aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. Now, I want you to turn just a few pages back to Ephesians chapter 5, just the book before Philippians, and take a look at something that's said about Jesus and his offering for us. Here's what it says, Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children, Ephesians 5.2, and walk in love 
Just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, notice, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. Now, the Ephesian church is also given this sacrificial language, and they're exhorted to walk in love just as Christ loved us. They should love one another. We should love one another. Now, you might say, well, how do I do that? Because my natural proclivity might to be just the opposite or to be selfish, etc. So what do I do? How do we change? It's in the previous chapter. Paul's teaching about the old self and the new self. And he says this, look at 422 of Ephesians. That in reference to your former manner of life, you will lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit, that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new self, which in the likeness of God has been created or recreated in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Now, Paul will talk about uh, not lying, not letting the sun go down on your anger, not giving the devil an opportunity. And in Ephesians 4.28, he says this, He who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor, performing with his own hands what is good, so that he will have something to share with the one who has need. In other words, if you want to live the priorities of the kingdom, you must put on the new self. What does that mean? It means every time you clothe yourself with the priorities of the kingdom, you are filled with the Spirit, you are put on the armor of God, you're clothed with the Lord Jesus Christ, you get a new mindset, a new orientation into your priorities of living. And it will be extremely counter-cultural for you to think in this way. And it may even be opposite much of the church culture who seems to be very enamored with self. You've been listening to A Fragrant Aroma Part 2 on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 4, 14-23. If you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. As you know, we love to connect with our listeners, and that means you. You can email or send Pastor Michael and the rest of us here a letter. We love to get mail, so you can get all that contact information on walkintruth.com. Or if you're ready now, here's the email address. It's contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. And here's our mailing address, P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. Again, you can write us at P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Now, sometimes people hear about giving and they think, well, should I not be saving for retirement? Should I just give everything away like the rich young ruler? No, I don't think that that's a biblical principle. You're just supposed to give your first fruits. What are your first fruits? Some people say the tithe is a good place to start, but a tithe is an Old Testament concept. And for Israel, it was 23 and a third percent of their overall income. Um, so I'm not sure you want to be under the law, as it were. What should you do then? Just open up your hands and your heart and give. I think 10% is a good place to start. It's not, not a law. Some weeks you may give less, some you may give more. You may want to give some special offerings to parachurch ministries or whatever. 
The bottom line is purpose it in your heart before the Lord as you read his word, as you're sensitive to the leading of your good shepherd and give and give not out of obligation, not out of manipulation, but out of joy for God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. Hey, if you're outside of the area, you can't make a drive to Living Truth because you live in another state or way out of the area. Find a good, healthy Bible teaching church. Go and and worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, but go and get plugged in and use your gifts for his glory. Now, if you don't have anywhere to go or you'd like to catch our live service, that is our 1030 a.m. Sunday morning service, it does live stream on our YouTube channel. Go to walkintruth.com and you can make your way to the YouTube channel to check that out. You can also watch it later. It's always available once it's uploaded to YouTube. Search for us on YouTube as well. It's Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona where I serve as senior pastor. It's a great church and uh, you can be part of it. If, hey, if you're shut in and you can't get out these days, then catch us on the YouTube 1030 a.m. Pacific time. God bless you. Hey, have a tremendous weekend, and we'll see you, Lord willing, right here next week. And don't forget that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast for free, and helps us do our free apologetic events, too. Please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $20 a month. You can donate at walkintruth.com. And join us on Monday for part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 4, 14 through 23, called A Fragrant Aroma. I'm Mike Massaro. Have a fantastic weekend. And thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.